of Talk Nerdy to Me. I'm Jay. I'm Gaz. And we're joined by a special guest who we didn't surprise guest who we didn't know would be joining us today. It's Mr. Dan Bibby of the Aesthetic Knobs. Hello Mr. Dan Bibby. Yo. Hello. So we've all just been to see Captain Marvel. It clearly says it in the title of this podcast that this is the Captain Marvel spoiler review. We are going to be talking about in full detail. If you don't want to hear spoilers, if you, you can go over to leallegacy.com. I do believe our friends over the pond have done a spoiler-free review. How so, did they do that? I, I don't know. I don't know how people do it. <laughs> it's it's just got, it was good, and then it finished the podcast. Yeah, I, I struggle. I struggle to talk but about well it. well done. Yeah, they've done it. So, kudos to them. Um, so, yeah, that's your warning, which if the title wasn't enough for that. And if you're wondering about the background noise... We are back in the Dead Crafty bar in Liverpool because the Nerd Cave is out of action as it is full with child, as it were. And um, yeah, and we just can't go back to mine because it's too far. <laughs> and it's Friday night in England, which finding somewhere remotely quiet is hard, but we've, we've done the best we can. I've checked, it's audible. So apologies if you're wondering why, why is it a massive Great party? Atmosphere. Yeah, it's fine. Dead Crafty Beer Company. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsor us, please. Um, so, the main question, and we're going to go right into it, we just saw Captain Marvel, none of us spoke about it yet, Gaz, Dan, one question more, asking, is Michael Jackson a paedophile? <laughs> well, let's I not go think so, but the post credit scene really convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> um, who wants to go first, Captain Marvel, who wants to go first? Well, I'll, I'll dip in first then, right, okay, usually okay. we kind of give our quick summation of what our general thought was very early on. Yeah. I was really worried at the beginning. Yeah. I was really worried and I felt like it picked up and just about got me back at the end. Mm. Uh, But yeah, weird one. I'm not fully convinced. Okay. Hey ho, Dan, what did you think? Yeah, same. I thought it started off quite slow. Um, I like the kind of like little, little kind of dip into the, well, what you thought was the origin at first where they're they're on the Cree homeworld. Uh, getting tutored by what's his name the guy who tutored, tutored Lord uh, Jon Rog yes him uh, that was good um, but then yeah I think as it as, as you say midway through it started to pick up the pace and snowball towards the end and actually kind of finished with a bang I'm glad I wasn't the only one who thought that I was really up until the bit where they did that really crazy montage of all the memories and like you can hear the, the, them in the background messing with her head everything up to that including the fight scenes actually I, I didn't like I just thought there was no there was no build up to it she's just there but she had she had personality because she had a bit of moxie but she had no personality because who is she we didn't know yeah. she didn't seem to have any, she didn't seem to act like she'd been there for six years her first conversations we see with Yonrog are I don't know who I am it's been six years Carol can we can we talk about something else well it, it just didn't seem like she had a life yeah. And it felt like it wasn't until she got kidnapped that the movie began. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel that everything up to that was almost you could cut it out. Really, yeah. it was I, very it, pointless. It was weird in, in the cinema. It felt like the energy was flat. 
for so long. Like yeah. even like Marvel's normal kind of humour that usually hits home didn't really get that many laughs at first. At, at, at first, first yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then you know you heard a couple of chuckles at the back, but quite often I was thinking. Is no one else finding this funny? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that, that wasn't that funny. What? What? I'd, we've talked in the past about how you know, what if DC suddenly became the funny movie? Because obviously Shazam's trailer was yeah. in the beginning. And I thought, wonder whether Marvel at some point will yeah. have this curve downward and DC kind of, yeah. will just start taking over. And I was worried this was the beginning. Yeah, it was weird, but like I said, I, I mean, it picked up for me. But we'll go into go into that in a bit. Um, major things. So, I think the first things it was what it, like the overall story. Did we like the story? Was it a good? You know, we said it had a bit of a slow chug, but as the story, as far as stories go, it was kind of like an origin story without mm. being an origin story because it was kind of done very differently. There was all this jumping about with time, with her memories, which I thought was dead good. It didn't follow the comics that closely at all, but at the same time, dropped loads of Easter eggs for the hardcore. <laughs> you can't see on the podcast I, I just tapped my chest um, <laughs> we heard it though we heard it but yeah I mean what did you feel as one I mean I'll go to Dan are you familiar with the character no, at all I was going to say this, this was my first kind of exposure to Captain Marvel I, 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 the first time I'd heard of it was when they announced the movie to be completely honest right um, so everything that I saw on the film was, was completely new to me in terms of like lore and backstory and things like that but in terms of how the story went and how it fit in the MCU I put it in the kind of same kind of category almost as Ant-Man in that it's a little bit of a bonus one there's a bit more kind of information in there like you've got the Tesseract you've got Nick Fury and things in there but it, other than that a lot of it's just kind of a very self-contained narrative which is fine not, not every movie in the uh, in the universe can be intertwined to the same yeah. level all the kind of core quote-unquote core characters are like Iron Man and Thor and, and Hulk and stuff um, but as a movie, even that, that, even that just depends itself more on its, on, its uh, on the basis of it being its own film, I guess. Because mm. it stands up on its own, you don't need knowledge of the rest of the MCU. It's no, just, no. Yeah, and, and with it being set so early on in the timeline as well, th- as you say, there's nods to early references and things like that. But I thought it was good. It worked as a story. Well, you, yeah, Gary, as a man who's a movie buff. Well, obviously, similar. I don't know Captain Marvel at all, so you know, realistically, I'm fresh eyes to it as well. Uh, but I'm kind of different to that in the sense that I didn't think it stood out on its own. I think the best parts of this movie tied into the franchise. Oh, right. So, whereas Guardians had its own amazing film and then suddenly it ties into the franchise, I felt like this was led by tying itself back into Avengers. Like, Nick Fury was probably the best part in it. Yeah. Um, I felt like Coulson's cameo was one of the best bits in it yeah uh, so then but only because you were like because <gasps> the, car- the characters young and sexy Coulson <laughs> by the way he was a dish <laughs> the characters were actually introduced to Captain Marvel I think half of the film I wasn't that interested and then half of the film I got really interested Jude Law not interested at all and I thought what these scrolls that have been built up we're just some wimps who want a new own. Am I missing something? I thought they were supposed to be the right. bad guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of... Like, honestly, the scrolls have been built up by fanboys. Scrolls have been built up by Marvel and MCU fanboys. <laughs> it's, it's really... The minute they were announced, I was really upset. Because I... I've got the run of Ms. Marvel and the secret invasion with the scrolls. I think the, the worst, laziest... 
enemy ever. Oh, they can just change them for. It reminds me of the what's the one from Doctor Who? Um, the Zygons. Yeah. The Zygons and. Even now in modern Doctor Who lore, they kind of make fun of the Zygons because, yeah. like, what would happen if you had a hat and you dropped it? Do you lose that part of yourself? Yeah. So I That's didn't true. have I didn't have much help. Are they are they the same in the in the comics? Are they are they the villain in the comics? They're very or? villainous. So, like, in fact, um, what's his name? Who did the first Avengers film? Wanted scrolls to be what invaded New York, but he couldn't get the licensing rights for them because technically they were still owned by uh, Fox or something right, okay. or Universal Pictures so he made up the aliens he used in the end which I can't remember the freaking name of but he wanted scrolls now they finally got them and like Gaz just said they've just used them to be like as they said space refugees and the Kree are terrorists now the Kree are terrorists the Kree are evil in the comics but the scrolls are evil as well and we're caught in the middle so I kind of liked it because I felt it gave a dimension to the scrolls and made them what I like without the in the comics yeah I guess they're just boring shapeshifters who don't really I don't get them I didn't never like them I guess there's nothing really to say because it, it, it might be quite late on in the Skrulls timeline in the, in the movie in the comics they could have been this very villainous race but now they're on the kind of on their back feet they're, they're on their arse basically so they're trying to find just somewhere to live out the rest who, of with, it yeah with whoever's left I liked it in a sense that it surprised me because I wasn't expecting them to not be the villain. Yeah, so I liked that, that twist. That was good. I was expecting some kind of last minute it was a big For me, it was a big absence of a villain again, because Ronan's not the villain in this, because he's too far away, he's too out of shot, he's never in it. Yeah. So then it falls on... Yon Rog. Yon Rog. Jude Law. <laughs> whatever his name just is. Just call him Jude Law, we'll man. Just call him right, Jude Law. So, which we should have cut him down to because he has a British accent. We I knew just, he was going to be the villain at yeah. some point. <laughs> All I'm going to say is, what is Jude Law? Like, I don't like him, man. I like Jude Law. What's he been in that's good? AI, Sherlock Holmes. AI as that well. Was, that wasn't even that good. It is amazing. What, what is Benedict Cumberbatch? Who's better? I, yes, I disagree. It is. I actually disagree. He's shit. I ate him. He's bollocks. And he's shitting this. <laughs> um, you know who I did like he picked up on it but he didn't steal the limelight but he just batted the ball perfectly I thought Samuel L. Jackson Nick Fury mm. and Carol Danvers was a genuine friendship a genuine yeah, partnership was. the only thing again that bothered me was I felt in the lead up to him, him her meeting him because she was almost bland in that first scene with nothing I didn't believe it at first. I was like, well, hold on, who's this who just come out of nowhere? And how come she can just get along with everyone? Because we just saw she just seems like yeah. a lost puppy. Yeah. Yeah, she knew a lot of t- like earth terminology and stuff, which threw me a little bit, but then I guess that's just her memory. So subconscious, yeah. but there was stuff she didn't get yeah. as well. But I I think they were trying to parallel Thor and Jane, maybe, from like yeah, the first yeah, there's but, a bit but, of that. But not as effectively. There's I mean there's a few parallels. Don't forget that I mean the um, the cat was called the, the what is it the Fleur Goose, Goose. yeah Goose no but it's, it's called like a Flurkner or something the only thing I took from it well that, <laughs> when they said that when he went oh no that's a Flurkner and got scared I everyone, just it was everyone, an alien word for cat everyone was laughing in my head I was going I remember this in the comics it turns out a cat's an alien that's amazingly powerful and she doesn't even know and then I was so happy when all the tentacles came out but again that was like Groot fighting in the corridor with yeah. all the so they, they did borrow some bits here and there um but, like, kind of harking back to the uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Carol Danvers thing. Yeah. I loved the kind of, the, the one thing I did really like was their chemistry, because it almost reminded me of a buddy cop movie. Yes! <laughs> yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. And it really fucking worked. 
But then, this is where, like, it's, it's torn me a little bit, this film, just because I do feel like it was, like, a joint Nick Fury, Carol Dance. Yeah, movie. I did feel it was almost like the Nick Fury movie we've mm. all been waiting for as well. Yeah, but I think that's 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 common with Marvel movies now. They can't stand up with one hero on their own. Like, Spider-Man had Iron Man in. True. Um, and then um, Winter Soldier was essentially another Iron Man movie. Uh, sorry, Civil War was essentially another Avengers movie. Yeah. So many characters. And when they've tried it, it doesn't always work. So Doctor Strange, you and I agree, is like the worst Marvel movie. We don't really like it at all. I like Doctor Strange. Well, you weren't there for that review. <laughs> so your point is fucking valid, sir. Well, um, I see what you mean. If they would have tried it with no one to lean on other than um, Captain Marvel, it would have been a bit weak. Maybe, yeah. I think she needed someone to back, back the ball with, and I'm glad they chose him. Because it's not always the case. I mean, I get what you're saying. You know, like I mean, even Spider-Man had Iron Man, but it was it wasn't like properly, was it? It wasn't like he was a focus point of the film for me. Uh, and then you know, like I, I get the the Civil War one because that is. For me, that's an Avengers yeah. film. That should never be a Captain America. That should never have been called Captain America. There's way too many people in it. But most of the time, you know, Thor came along. He was pretty much on his own. Sometimes he's had the Hulk. Yeah. But did you ever feel that was a Hulk movie in Thor Ragnarok? A few people kind no of No way. Did. That was Thor's all day long. <laughs> but it's Crags or whatever his fucking name was. What, what was his oh, name? Krog. Krog. Oh, whatever. Krog. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but he's the funniest fucking. <laughs> oh, no, a South African guy. Yeah. I love him. Um, I mean, but what else did we like about it? The CGI on Samuel L. Jackson is flawless. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really good. I was watching for some kind of flaw or something, but like this, this the skin looked real. Like the hair it was so scary how it they can mad. do that. They can just do that and it just works. The CGI, well, I, again, it's, I feel like the beginning of this film was just done by a different person. The CGI in the opening as well. Yeah. I didn't really like it at all. I thought it was very... It reminds me of the part, worst parts of Black Panther. I don't think it was bad. I think it was too saturated. Like The first, yeah. the first 20 minutes, well, I felt like all CGI. And then it went... Obviously, there was still a lot in it, but it went much lower, much low-key CGI from, from that point on. Mm-hmm. So it led to this big, like, huge divide, which maybe was intentional to make it feel like a different planet, maybe. But it, it was a bit jarring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I feel like, coming back to Fury, because I do think Fury's dead important in this, there's also kind of a role reversal, which worked and made it so... Like you said, it's a buddy cop movie, a girl and a guy. Nick Fury is the ultimate badass, as far as we're all concerned. In this, he's kind of almost the... The side cop. The side cop. Mm. She's the badass. Yeah. When she gets going, I mean, that's a, this is the thing, is like, I didn't like her at first, but when, when it finally got going... When I she really did the first fight, her first fight, it, yeah. when she was like smiling and going, come on then, I, that was like, that's Carol Danvers, that's the Carol Danvers I read, that's the one, all up until then, I just felt like I was watching someone in a green Carol Danvers suit, it was really <laughs> odd. Um, I didn't get how what triggered her to be able to take uh, inhibit the chip off I guess from behind her right ear. so was it just the kind of emotion of feeling strong enough to take it so, off so what in the comics she is and I was wondering how they were going to give her her powers the reason it makes her different is because this thing called the psych magnetron explodes Matt Marvell who is a man in the comics and I like the fact they made her a woman I didn't see that coming um, saves her but as he absorbs most of the explosion, she just gets the radiation and absorbs his powers. 
and becomes this ultimately like so really so powerful. So it's not from an engine. No, no, no. no. Sang like Magnetron is a machine, so they did copy that. Okay. But what I liked about this, and what I have this realization when they went into that big Kree ship, she's got the power of an Infinity Stone. Right. That's where they got the power from the, well, engine. the engine. Yeah. The engine is made from the same stuff as in Loki's staff. As soon as she went a tesseract in my head, I went. Hold on, she's got the power of Infinity Stone, and then that's what happens. That's why she goes, I've been playing with one hand tied behind my back, and then just the part when she gets decides to hold her back and she decides to fight back, she can feel herself fighting back, going, Oh shit, I can do this. This there's another bad guy, so there's supreme intelligence. That's not a fucking bad guy. I know, guy. but that's what I mean. That it's just a not a, Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't a bad guy. And also I kept getting confused with the supreme the supreme intelligence from Doctor what, Who. Is that is that what that was? A kind of te- tendrily thing that was trapping it? Was that like a like So a that inhibitor t- that inhibitor chip is like what you see with Thor has something like that on him and he can't get it off. And so they put one on her to like control her powers because she's not no, no control. When they when they capture her on the ship, when yeah. they found the scroll and they kind of got a kind of in, like a oh, in the, wrapped up. Yeah. Is that to link her to the supreme intelligence? Yes. Is it? Yeah. Because okay. it's a Kree warship, so they all link to the the right, the, okay. the supreme intelligence. That's which is the the AI is like the leader of the Kree. Cool. So that's what. But then that's when I when I realised she has the power of an Infinity Stone in my head. I'm going. Oh, Thanos doesn't stand a fucking chance. Mm. She's she, she doesn't even have to wield it. She just she, has it. Yeah. She is the most powerful character now in the MCU, and I knew that was coming, but I didn't know how they were going to do it. Right. But she's just. The, but at the same time, she's got some kind of limitation. Or her limitation. Be a very short movie. Her limit. Her limitation is herself. So in the comics, she doesn't have the power of an Infinity Stone, but she's extremely powerful. But her biggest problems are like anxiety in one in one. Um, one of the comics, she actually gets like a brain aneurysm because the radiation comes back in later life, and she struggles to even be able to fly. And it's she her limitation is that she's a human body containing it, so she does have the weakness like that. She's still human, inverted commas. Well, podcast. None, none of that's communicated in the film, though, either. Uh, well, so. no, she does. She, well, in actual fact, she goes, turns around, and goes, "That's her strongest point." She goes. You're right. I'm only human, and then realizes she can break free and doesn't have to listen. But it will—that is at one point. If they can get inside her mind and mess with her, then she's she can useless. She, she's useless. Yeah, that is a, a weakness. Is she's got emotions? They like said, "Don't let your emotions get the better of you," because he wants her to be like a soldier, which she doesn't want to be. That she wants to be like a—I don't know—like a warrior of hero. peace, a hero. Yeah. yeah. But that's I, the word of warrior of uh, but it's and I liked all that about the film but I feel like we're not talking about the film <laughs> you know what I mean it's, it's, it's an odd one I enjoyed watching it I feel mm-hmm. a second watch would be good but I'm sorry if anyone's listening they're probably if you're screaming scenes at us but I haven't just come out like okay guys name like two things you really liked about the film well Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> okay, we've established that. That's why I said two, by the way, Dan. And Goose. And, and, <laughs> and Goose it was. was it? Oh, fuck me. Hey, we saw how Nick Fury lost his eye. I mean, the whole buddy cop thing between Samuel L. Jackson and Carol Danvers thing was completely overshadowed by the buddy cop scenario with Samuel L. Jackson and Goose. I want to see Fury and Goose. Yeah. <laughs> As a show. As, As a, a movie. TV show. Series, the yeah. first one that streams on the new Disney streaming channel, <laughs> Marvel and Goose, set in the 90s. <laughs> We're just driving around with some and Loki's TV. always the bad guy. Yeah, the all the time. You're bailing like Scooby-Doo. Loki! <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I like the big twist. 
I really actually liked um, the friends the, that she goes and visits. I, oh, she, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. I thought it would have been easy to make her just like, nah, in the background. Almost like and leave her behind when they needed a help. Yeah, but she kind of almost gave this kind of a war machine kind of like sidekick yeah. scenario. I kick ass as well, and I, I don't know. It was really, I liked that. It's a weird film. It is a weird film. It is a weird film. I mean, damn! Well, come on, hit me with some stuff. Um, I don't know. As I say, I think the highlight is Samuel L. Jackson, but in a, not not in an overshadowing kind of way, as you said before. And a nice surprise kind of way. Yeah, I like. I did like the humor of it. There were, there were bits where. The cinema was laughing. Yeah, oh yeah. At more, yeah. At more than one point, which I've never experienced in a film before, mm. to be honest. Maybe once or twice. Guardians but, I had it with. But, and yeah. Deadpool. But I, I think that's the most times in a movie I've seen it happen anyway. Um, I like I like the bit <laughs> where Jude Law was trying to be all deceptive and said, oh, come on then, I'm proud of you. See if you can beat me. Put your like, show away. And oh, it, yeah. She just does it anyway. <laughs> yeah, just heard it. I don't have to prove yeah, anything yeah. to you. I like that. Yeah, no, I like there's just so too. many times in movies where they do that, where they yeah, go, yeah, yeah. okay then, and I'm going, what are you doing? Just use it, you have it. <laughs> You've got the weapon. But um, I, I liked... I liked how she got a suit. I thought that was dead cool. Asking the, uh, the uh, mate's niece to pick the outfit. Yeah. That's very Captain Marvel if you read the comics. She's she in the like MS Paint sampler too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, he's just hit one great bit is all the looking back at how the 90s worked. Yeah, when loads, the, loads, when loads, 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 loads. Wait, what are we all doing? Like, loading. It's loading. We were, it was what? nostalgia at its best. That yeah. was good. It was, that. Yeah. There was in the internet cafe. And gets disconnected, (laughs) and everyone's just like normal. (laughs) Uh, The blockbuster video, Radio Shack. And and the thing we've not mentioned, the soundtrack as well, Mm. really tied into the nineties as well. When Just a Girl by No Doubt kicked in, I heard you go. During the fight scene, I loved that. I was like, yes, what a song to put on. Really, really amped it up. And I'm actually, can we talk about Brie Larson? We haven't talked about Brie Larson's film. What? do you think she was like in the film because for uh, anyone who's listening to this years from now for some whatever reason at this current moment in time she's been under a bit of heavy fire for oh, yeah already oh. yeah so she's done some interviews and said some things that have ruffled feathers so for instance because she's not a purist no 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 no, no 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 so um, one the first set of critics that went to see this film uh, gave it a kind of an average score mm-hmm. and she said that that was mainly because the whole panel was just middle-aged straight white men and she said right. that's not who this film is aimed at why can there not be a mix of the people go to cinema or a mixed variety why is there not why, but then she got hit out at being um, you know people who say like she's being sexist towards men and people were saying, well, no, men, men, okay. men are allowed to... She was, they were saying men are allowed opinion. If your movie sucks, these men haven't been a problem for everyone else. Like Wonder Woman, why, do, why are you having a problem with it? Another thing as well is, in some interviews, she's been asked a question, and she's just done like a Donald Trump and just answered something else completely yeah. and gone off on one in a weird way. And you can see the interviews going, okay, a bit weird. So she is currently... like not the most popular at the moment in the real hardcore 
extremist fanboy way, which I, by the way, do not condone in any way. I hate DC fanboys who are dead hardcore and Marvel fanboys. It's up there with extreme left and extreme right. Hate it all. <laughs> I hadn't heard anything about that, but if that's what she said, I don't see any problem with saying that. If you're going to aim a movie, if you're going to um, have a movie rated or judged by some like a, a panel that's entirely not the demographic of the film, then you're within your rights to say that isn't the demographic. Yeah. Of the film. <laughs> exactly. I, I agree with that, but at the same time, I do think it's an average movie. No, that's fine. So says says, says the straight white male <laughs> in it who's middle aged. Can I point oh. out? I'm just saying. Is he, he, he gonna die young? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to die when I'm 64. 64. <laughs> you had to figure that, that out. Is the Beatles. That <laughs> you is just the, had to double your age. How hard was Beatles that? Beatles song, I suppose. But, but, um, so, no, but I wasn't saying is, so she's coming under a lot of fire. Also, her acting, people have said, was a bit wooden. Yeah. I, I, I think half the film, she, she is wooden. I, I didn't get it for half of it. But when it came alive, it came alive. But then, is that... Because of I'm not convinced it, it was the film acting. came alive. Yeah. I don't I don't necessarily feel it was because of her per se. Hmm. Uh, and I, I don't know. Like, I I think there was a lot of her character in the end became the CGI character in, in certainly like when she's flying around, she's doing all this stuff. I mean, how much of that is Brie Larson really? It was more of what was ha- what her character was doing rather than how she was portraying it. Yeah, and I like Brie Larson. She's in some of the. You know, she was in that. Uh, what was it called? The film with the the little boy, Kong. No, <laughs> it was. Was it called Room? Not that Room. But what? Yeah, the Room. No, but it was the Room where. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah. modern one. Yeah, the, the modern Tommy room. Wiseau special. <laughs> and that was amazing. That film, and I loved her in that. And I, I've not seen her. She, she's before. been in. I think, I she's been like in a one bit, where she was like a care worker as well, which was amazing. Mm. And uh, I just didn't buy her in this as much as. I think that could be a problem with the direction, though, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. If the director's just going, right, I want you to act, you know, flat, confused, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> not, not react to anything, then maybe she's just doing exactly what he said. I know, it's... Wait, it's a cheeky bit she was good at, the cheeky kind of one-liners and the... Yeah, uh, the I think so. she did. She had her moments, yeah, definitely. She, she had Moxie. She, when, when she's been told to just, like, you know, just have a bit of fun with Nick Fury, have a bit of fun with your mate, have a little... Be threatening to the scroll. That was all great, but I think there were moments where they were going, right, at this point, your memory's a little faded, and she's not been given the right direction, and the guy film, or guy and woman, I think we've had two directors this, um, haven't really I known... that shows in Yeah, the, I yeah. think it shows. I, like I said, that, in fact, I said that, the first bit feels like yeah. it's completely different. I do wonder. Um, was there any more, what about the, the end credit scenes? Well, yeah, I suppose that's the elephant in the room, isn't it? It's always the one for Marvel you stay you watch a thing I mean I thought the, the very last one was a bit of a that was just nothing yeah, that's, that's just filler nice sometimes to do that but I mean everyone you could hear it couldn't you like, everyone switched on everyone, oh yeah, and clapping yeah, as well clap at the end soon yeah. as soon as Captain America came into focus and everyone was like oh here we go I mean, <laughs> you knew it was going to happen yeah, but yeah. it was well done I didn't know she was going to just appear there and I thought it was literally just going to go him like go oh just pa- do something please just get the power and then you're going to see a beep and read like something because it was a two way one yeah. so I thought it was going to have a message I, the fact that then turn around she's just behind Black yeah. Widow I was like holy shit she's in the movie like in the movie like it's not like yeah. she's going to have a quick cameo she's in this I and no trailer wait till Endgame for them to be on the screen together but they, yeah. they didn't and the other thing go on. that I know you're going to love <laughs> 
Stanley, my friend. Oh, Mate, oh, that was the best cameo. That I, was I feel my like favorite. I did something on that because you really loved that. Was, yeah. Was it what he was reading? So he was reading the script for Mallrats. Mallrats was one of his Kevin first Smith. acting debuts. Yeah. Right, okay. Kevin Smith's second film, and he plays himself in it. And it was one uh, one, one thing the that made people in the 90s well. when comics weren't doing well. And everyone was, Stan Lee has always been trying to be the face of Marvel, happy to be there and do all the marketing. And they weren't doing that well. So when he did it, he got this like cult following of more people going like, that guy is cool, that guy is funny. And he was like 70 then. Mm. And he, he just knocks it out of the park. He's never acted in his life. And it is like the beginning of something. That was, that was the beginning of his cameo career because he always right, wanted okay. to be an actor. And so he's only in a little bit of the film. No, he's in a lot of the film. He's in a lot, he's in a lot of the film. Like the main character. Yeah, he's, he's, like a, he's definitely like a side character. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was the fact he's... But they really, haven't CGI'd him, have they? No, they, no, no, no. no. He's, he's filmed that, and he's filmed Endgame. Yeah. I no, don't I mean to make him look younger than no, they did. No, no, no. they didn't. And, um, but I was kind of... And he, the line he's saying, he's saying a line from the film. But it's kind of so meta as well, because he's reading a line from a film where he plays the creator, Stanley yeah. of Marvel Comics and the Hulk <laughs> existence. So it's so, I, I it, loved, it, it was it my favourite one. And I really like the intro into the film as well, the way they turn Marvel into... Yeah. Oh, Marvel. I nearly burnt, that yeah, we can talk about that. That's lovely. All, all that Stanley is just appearing, I was like, oh, I can't take this, <laughs> I wasn't ready. And then you have to point out there was a lack of an Oxford comma. <laughs> just a standard comma. They said, thank you, Stanley. Like, well, hmm. <laughs> It'd be um, better if it was punctuated correctly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think, is there anything I, I did like, actually, I don't know if they maybe changed it after he passed, but uh, when she kind of moved the script out of the way of his face, uh, and it, and you see it's Stanley, and then it pans the head, she gives this really warm kind of smile towards him. Yeah. Maybe that was in there anyway, but maybe they reshot it so it was mm. a bit more of a kind of touching moment. moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was quite cute. Yeah. Um, well, I think... I think that's probably... I think that's about yeah. everything. I don't yeah, think there's, up, there's much more... Oh, you know what? There is one thing I do want to talk about. The f- I, I touched on it at the beginning, but I feel this was all the way through. I feel the fight scenes were terribly choreographed. I could mm. not tell what was going on. Like, the, the camera was moving too shaky and yeah. blurring, and I get it that kids are going to see these films and they don't want to show too much violence, and she's kicking some ass. But I had no idea what Jude Law's tacted. No, it was like something out of. It's supposed to like. It's like Green Lantern, but something different every time. Yeah, it's weird that. I, I, but I just didn't like the fight scenes because it just. It it certainly wasn't like the type of thing where I think sometimes when we have watched like certainly Marvel films or DC films, to be fair, we've we've said oh fight scenes are actually really good in that and. They just kind of went by, but not, not with any like major conviction. Like just to go back to what you said, Civil War is by far has the best fight scene of of all Marvel comics in it. I think it's ridiculous. That airplane scene, yeah. um, uh, airport scene, is absolutely ridiculous and proof that they can do really good hand-to-hand combat scenes with special effects yeah. that are kid-friendly. Why could they not have hired get that same person? Mm-hmm. Why is that same person not doing this? That was what was that bugged me. The, uh, the sparring bit at the start was really good. Yeah, I had <laughs> it held promise. I was yeah. like, ooh, we're gonna see uh, some yeah, real yeah. like fisty cuffs here, and yeah, didn't didn't add up to much. But hey ho, um, I think unless, yeah, I think film of moments. I think yeah, did we give it our marks out of ten? Yeah, I'm 
I'll go to because he's never marked a film out of ten for us before in this setting, as it were. Not out, not a prequel, anyway. <laughs> um, so Captain Marvel out of ten. Out of ten, I would. I don't think it was bad. I don't think I'd call it great either. So I'd probably give it like a seven out of ten. Okay, seven out of ten by Daniel Bibby. Gaz? I'm happy with that. Like, I'd, I'd definitely probably give it a seven myself. I, I don't think it's one of the worst. I don't think it's one of the worst Marvel films. Uh, you know, I think I've given Doctor Strange maybe a four. four. I think we Was gave it. Yeah, it I think we gave one? it a four. Oh my god! Because that's, that's why Chris. That's why Chris. That's why Chris left. No. I just keep coming up with more ways like Chris left. So if anyone's listening, you'll never know. I'd give it a seven. There was a, I think the problem with it is it is like half a movie and half a movie for me. So I really liked. I'd probably be stretching towards an eight if it had the whole film as good as the second half of the movie. But I felt like the first half let it down, so I'm giving it a seven. I'm, I'm with you on the sevens. I feel like the first act, not even the first full act, but the first 10, 15 minutes were so shaky and all it would have took of I think an op- you could have had opening credits and show a day in the life of her and that would have just added something so that when she then goes to meet him or has this bad dream and my little montage would have just get- made me feel like I know who this is as soon as she walks on I don't know has it been six years or is it right now I didn't know anything about her and then I feel like the fight scenes were weak and the, the end is kind of almost it's an ending it ended, mm. but I just don't know if that's the. There was no big. But there was a. I mean, she destroyed the entire Kree ship by flying through it. But at the same time, was there a big battle? Mm. Uh, so and yeah, it's, there it's, is the bit where he says to Nick Fury, like gives her the page that says only in emergencies, and like the Battle of New York is not an emergency, and it takes like eight people to take down the ship. Because well, he had the Avengers. Yeah, I know. He had the Avengers, and mm. every time just something keeps just slightly cropping up, he has a thing. And he, he, he's that, that, yeah, I know what you mean. But I think that explained. That was a big moments. thing. People were like, why is Captain Marvel not being here? Yeah, no, and it explains she's been fighting her own war far, far away. And, and she, he, she was said, it's almost like an absolutely in case of emergency, great glass. And I think the closest would have been maybe Ultron. But I, yeah. again, I don't think Fury was even in that, so he probably didn't really realise what was it going took on. Took him dying himself for his last act. Yeah, to push it, that's when it? he. That's almost like the, it's an emergency because I'm not going to be here. <laughs> and he presses it. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's. Just, I think it, it sways between the six and the seven. I feel I, the I, more I, I watch it, I'll warm to the seven. I, I don't think it's quite as bad to be a six. I think that's why I kind of yeah. gave it a seven. Mm. I, it's not. It's not. I'm trying to think of the Marvel ones that have rated a six. But I'd have to compare it just, them all. But it, it it certainly doesn't deserve the twos and threes. Samuel, the... no, no, certainly not. And it's got too much Samuel L. goodness in there <laughs> to be a six. Yeah, I think I, I think you're right. We'll change his name to Samuel L. goodness. <laughs> Samuel L. goodness. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's that's it really. Um, don't forget, Dan. Um, where can people find you if they want to listen to your fabulous music? Um, Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash Dan Bibby Music, or you can just say it's Dan Bibby on Spotify and Deezer and all that jazz as well. Sweet. Um, we'll be doing more stuff soon. Then the next prequel podcast will come out in the next week or so. I just haven't got around to it this week because we've been busy. And there's just tons more stuff coming up on the site. And as usual, always go to www.talknerdy.uk. I've been Jay. I've been Gaz. 
thank you for joining us, Dan. You're welcome. Thank you, Dead Crafty, for the venue. Yeah, and uh, we've all been talking nerdy. Peace. Peace.